I woke up to find a crackhead on my couch. <laughs> and that's all I know, which is, I'm very excited. <laughs> An uninvited crackhead. Do I okay. have to say that? Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bad Times Good Stories Podcast. My name is Joe Flanders. I hope that uh, you've had a great summer and it's wrapping up nicely. I had a great summer. I think I'm sure I've mentioned it, but I spent my fifth summer teaching at SoCappa, which is the School of Creative and Performing Arts. Uh, I teach on the LA campus teach kids how to make movies, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's certainly challenging at times. Uh, filmmaking is hard enough when you have professionals, so replace professionals with 15-year-olds, and uh, there's going to be some challenging days, but it's also a lot of fun, and um, there are kids from all over the world, so it's really cool to see all the cultures uh, come together, and, um, you know, I enjoyed it. I really did, so... It was, a, it was a great summer for me in that regard, but now it's back to the grind and um, to today's episode, which is with Rob Morris, who I've known for a number of years. We, uh, we went to college at the same time. We were friends in college. We were roommates. Uh, where's the dog? This is what I'm dealing with as I'm talking. Penny. Penny, over here. Hey. Hey. Yeah, she's just really... Focused on licking my hand. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I lived with Rob for a couple years out here in L.A. And, um, yeah, just a great guy. Rob is a producer on Dancing with the Stars. He works on several other reality shows. He's also a comedian and uh, podcast host. He has a show called uh, At the Elephants, which he will talk about. Uh, I've been on that show and uh, really enjoyed it. Anyway, we are talking about the time very recently, that one morning Rob woke up to discover that there was a crackhead asleep on his couch. And uh, just all of the craziness that followed that revelation, how he dealt with it, the lack of support from his roommates on the issue. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a captivating story. I was certainly thinking to myself, what would I have done in this situation? So... Um, if you find yourself thinking the same thing, shoot me an email or a comment on whatever device you listen to this on and uh, let us know how you would have handled it. You can email me at badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com and uh, check out badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to the Patreon page. Uh, big thank you to everyone who has who has given those five stars on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Um, Please keep it up if you are listening to the show. There are a lot more listeners than there are reviews right now. So I definitely would appreciate it if you could just tap that five stars and dare I say, leave a brief review of, of uh, what you think about the show. That would be just fantastic. And uh, my birthday is coming up. So what better gift than, uh, you know, five seconds of effort to tap a five star button? Eh, how about it? All right, that's all I've got for now. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Rob Morris. 
thanks for texting me this morning uh, because I texted you yesterday to make sure we were still on. Yes. And I was like, because I'm that kind of person. No, I, I get nervous. Too, yeah. I'm like, hey, I just want to make sure it. we're good and, you know, get details and shit. And uh, it was good. And I didn't think I'd hear from you again until I got here. Sure. And then I, I got up this morning and there was a text from you. I want to read it. I don't want to. I don't want to guess. I don't want to paraphrase. I feel I'm like so it's unfair uh... to rewrite your writing. <laughs> it I wanna... was so good. <laughs> I'm glad the uh, viewer and, and uh, listener is getting a little peek inside the komodo. Oh, <laughs> it's not the first time you've used that expression with me on a show. <laughs> yeah, and I love it so much. I can't believe I haven't said it again since you said it. It's so good behind the kimono. It's so gross. Um, so today at 9:53 a.m., Joe said. You're the first guest to be asked this. That's important. As if it would have affected what he asked. He goes, uh, you're the first guest to be asked this. Could you bring over a roll of TP? I'm out, and I just don't have time to get to the store before you get here. This is an hour and a half before I was supposed to be here. I'm sorry. I mean, to get you mid-exhale Oh, there. that's fine. I was like... <laughs> He's got 90 minutes. I want to. I also want to mention that I did bring you TP. I forgot the one I was going to bring you from my house, so I got it on the way over here. Just so nice. I was one block away from your house when I realized I didn't have the toilet paper. So you know what I did? I went to the Shell station oh, that took bro. two minutes. I'm not trying to brag about being nice. The, the testament that you only had 90 minutes and couldn't have accomplished what I did in four. I literally was like, I'll be there in 10 minutes because I was like, I got to go get the toilet paper real quick. It took me six. Like it wasn't even the full 10 I thought it would take. But he was like, I only got 90 minutes for you to get here, man. I got to, the shower takes 70. Yep. You know. <laughs> you have to do my hair for the last 20. So. Well, the setup take, oh, I'm not even going to explain it. It, 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 it could have been done. It could, I could have done it. I know. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's true. I but, could have. But I, I hardly mind. And you know what? You got gas station toilet paper, so you got like what you deserve. Yeah, for exactly. <laughs> I will be honest. The reason I asked for it was in case you needed of course. to use no, it. No, and I knew that because okay. you, you don't want to be that embarrassing <laughs> yes. situation where you're like, hey, come on over. I'm hosting you. Would you like some water? Please don't go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like that's uh, weird. I put some tissues in there in case you need to. You I'm know. sure there's stuff in the house you wouldn't mind wiping with, but that sure. you wouldn't offer to me because no. that'd be weird. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a, and I've gotten, you know, it's just the, it is truly my biggest fear. And I still, you would think, after how many times it's happened to me, I would check before I sit down on the toilet to make sure there's toilet paper. I do not do that. And I still end up in various places, mainly people's apartments. Three decades later. Yeah. And I still, there is no worse feeling than having taken a shit, going to grab the toilet paper, there is none there. Right. And then if they don't have tissues or anything, then it's just... It's a mess. I, it's a mess. <laughs> Oh, so gross. I like it. You've got to be have some talent to get me laughing about bathroom humor. Like I've got I've, I'm not a snob or anything about comedy. I've just never been like a blue person. Things like sure. poop jokes are funny, but that's fucking funny, dude. You got me. Uh, I also think it's funny that like you and I lived together for two years. Yeah, probably a little over. Yeah, yeah. a little more than two years. And uh, you're still asking me to bring you toilet paper when you run out. You moved out. Those privileges go away. Hey, bud, can I just score a roll? I haven't gone out. It's like, you live 20 minutes away. I just, like, text you. Hey, I'm, like, in your neighborhood. Could I just, like, borrow some toilet paper? Yeah, come by and grab a roll. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gross. Oh, oh man. Well, well I'm happy to talk about toilet paper. Yeah, right? we are. Well, and I, uh, now, the gas 
the, the gesture outweighs the product um, that you got me. Uh, so I appreciate that. The gesture. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, no problem. When you asked for one, and I brought you four. You did. So yeah. four, four gas station toilet papers really are one. equivalent to one Charmin. Charmin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was going to say, I appreciate that you are a in the finer things club when it comes to toilet paper. Uh, that you are a Charmin man. Oh, for sure. Through and through, right? Why fuck around? I, I, ha- I am. I have no money, but I will not buy if it's just, if all they can say about it is septic. Uh, what is it? Like septic tank. Dissolved or, or whatever. Dissolves yeah. or whatever. If that's all they can say about it, I am not wiping my ass with it. <laughs> right. I just won't. <laughs> For sure. Well, also, if you don't have an extra quality assigned to the paper, yes. if it's not strong or, or soft, soft or it's yeah. like the version, like even if you buy regular Charmin, like what's wrong with you? Yeah, come on. Just... I, I worked on a show once with a guy uh, who was The Bachelor mm-hmm. on one of The Bachelor seasons. And he came into rehearsal one day on a fucking rant about, he was like, People still use toilet paper. What the fuck? And we were like, excuse me? <laughs> and he goes, why is everyone not on this flushable wipe game? It's like uh, majesty. And uh, if you really do the research, they yeah. don't dissolve super well. It's not a good thing to wipe with those all the time. That's oh, not no. a way to live your life. No. Uh, but it's like he had discovered them the day before. Sure. And he was like, what have I been doing? <laughs> Dry paper for 30 years? Oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, what a revelation. Now, have you tried them? Oh, yeah. For sure. No, I came from time to time. Okay. Yeah. Just when you really want to like treat yourself. I usually birthdays and holidays. (laughs) Nice. That's good. Yeah. 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 Or like a Sunday. It was my cheat day. (laughs) So (laughs) that's when I'll that's when I'll indulge. Less and less specific. Or just a Wednesday afternoon. Right. You know, if it's just been a rough morning. What's that old Steve Martin joke? He's like, I only smoke weed Um. in the late evening. (laughs) When sometimes the early morning uh, or the late, late morning, early morning, or the early late afternoon, <laughs> <Yeah>. with the, <laughs> just like fills in the whole day. That's right. That's when I get flush. I haven't tried the wipes, so I, I I would give it a shot. Okay, I would have them. Could I borrow a few or no? <laughs> if I do, I'm bringing you gas station flushable wipes. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we, we were roommates for a couple of years. You're mm-hmm. still in that same apartment. Yeah. I think it's kind of become... I just like to imagine that apartment as a sitcom. And you are just like, you're going to be there for the whole run of the show. When right. you leave, the show is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Ted Danson. Yes, right. exactly. And they can move their Kirstie Alleys and their Woody Harrelsons around right. as much as they want. Mm-hmm. I'm promised that I'm not 50 years old also. <laughs> I just made a Cheers reference. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have picked a shows on more than three years of my life, uh, but yeah, the no, foundation for sure. I remember um, when you moved out, you were like referring to whomever might move in because I hadn't picked it by that. Right. And he and you said this like with no trying to be funny. You just threw it out. You're like, well, and you know, when the new people move in and it's you and Saved by the Bell, the new class, you can like <laughs> that was your like the way you laid it out. I was like, that's pretty appropriate. And my last name is Morris, so right, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You're not you're not wrong. Yeah. You're either either way. This isn't a compliment. I was either going to say you're Mr. Belding or Screech, yeah. the two holdovers from the new class. Exactly. Uh, but it's not really a compliment to myself that I know that. So yeah, anyway. for sure. At least you picked a show that was on when you could read. Yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. Our references are highly dated. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are even older men in yes. our in our heads. So um, I was excited when you told me that. You have a uh, a story to warrant the first second appearance of a guest on this show. Yeah, when this happened, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, 
if you say no to this, I'm not sure what your show's about. Right. Like, this is like the most quintessential, like, it was not a good fucking time, but it's a great story. Like, yeah, not interested. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so for some context, right. we, you, uh, now live basically on a hill in Silver Lake. Right. It's um, like the foothills of the Hollywood Hills as yeah. they peter out. It's yeah. like the end of that steepness. Yes. So, uh, Take it away. <laughs> That's all the context we need. So this happened mid-June, and uh, it. So the 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 byline, the headline of the story is: I woke up to find a crackhead on my couch. <laughs> and That's all I know, which is I'm very excited. <laughs> An uninvited crackhead. Do I have to say that? Should I be more specific? <laughs> it wasn't uh, expected. So um, I woke up. Uh, around seven o'clock, um, and I should I should say that one of the things that's very important is um, I don't have trouble going to sleep, but I have a lot of trouble waking up at night. Like mm. that's a thing that I I deal with a lot. So one of the things I do to combat that is I I sleep with a sound machine. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty loud. And sure. lately, some new people have moved upstairs, and it's gotten louder in mm. like their activity, and they play music and stuff, and yeah. it. I don't want to complain or have an issue. And for the most part, I'm like, until it's crazy, I'm not going to do or say anything. So uh, the night before this happened, it was pretty loud upstairs. And my girlfriend and I uh, were like, let's plug the sound machine into the Bluetooth speaker and crank it to just drown out this shit so we can get to sleep. And it worked great. So the second night that we did it, uh, we did it again. And I say this to say that I usually wake up a lot. Yeah. And I get up and so like I'm checking in on the house in a way overnight. Not really, but like it happens. I'm right. walking through the house several times a night. Yeah. Did not do that this night at all. Okay. I slept all the way through the night and okay. did not wake up. Yeah. I woke up in the morning <clears throat> pretty happy. Yeah. Because that doesn't happen to me very often. And I was like, I got a really good night's sleep. I wo- me and my girlfriend woke up in the same positions we fell asleep in. Oh, that's magical. It's amazing. It's so rare. It doesn't happen, <laughs> no. especially for me. I'm a really restless sleeper. Yeah. I crash easy, but like I said, super restless. So I woke up pretty happy, and then I, I opened my door, and um, without uh, you know people who are listening to this, without getting uh, too much into the architecture of the apartment, but basically, if you think about it, we have a little foyer. I don't know a better word for it. People give me a hard time for sounding fancy, but I don't know the fuck it is. Up. We have an entryway to yeah. make it American. Right. Uh, and it's just this little hallway in front of the door, and you kind of go off to the left, and there's the three bedrooms, and then you go off to the right, and there's a living room, a den, and a kitchen. That's the layout of the apartment. Yes. So it's point being is like the rec side of the apartment and the living side of the apartment are kind of, you know, separated. Yeah. Clearly and um, so I, I step out my door, which is right next to the bathroom that I share with one other roommate. Then we, uh, whose name is Philip. My other roommate, Kyle, is the one who took your room, which has its own bathroom. Right. It's kind of an important part of the story as well. So I get up, I open the door, the light is on in the bathroom, and the trash, which we like, the trash in the bathroom, we use like paper bags from the grocery store and just recycle them. We don't right. have like a trash, a plastic trash can or anything. So we just set a paper bag in there and fill it with stuff and then take the whole thing out and replace it. So that trash bag, which was three quarters of the way full of you know, bullshit, gross stuff from the bathroom yes. is like strewn across the foyer. Oh, like, like a full nine foot spread of that trash huh. from the bathroom to the kitchen. And the only way I can describe it is like, it looked like someone had stood in the doorway of the bathroom, held it down like by the handles right. and just kicked the shit out of it across the room. Right. And it was just like strewn a word I don't use a lot. Uh, 
it was strewn Applicable. across. So I'm like, what the fuck is this mess? Like, and you know, from living with me, I'm not like OCD, but I'm a pretty clean guy. Yes. And I'm pretty like, if you don't keep up the apartment, I'll keep up the apartment because it's that important for me to not live in a place that's not clean. Right. So I'm like, what? I'm, you know, I'm more perturbed than someone who would just be like, oh, this is a drag. I guess I'll clean it up. Whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? So moments after I exit my door, yeah. Philip, the other roommate who shares this bathroom with me, comes out of his bedroom, steps over the trash. And I was like, dude, what is this? He goes, I don't know. And leaves. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what makes you think that's a suitable conversation for this moment? I don't know, man. Exit. Who wrote this script? Was that in mid-walk too? Yeah, he at didn't least break take stride. Take a second to pivot and stop. Look at it. Yeah, pretty weird. And then leave. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's still a shitty way to respond, but you know. So when he drives uh, every now and then, he drives Lyft in the morning. So it's normal for him to leave at that time of day. Sure. It wasn't crazy. He was just like bailing. It was like he was getting up and leaving right. for yeah. work, but could not be stopped. <laughs> and didn't seem at all concerned. Like, thought it was weird, but, like, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, uh, anything? <laughs> so I, I, I'm like, okay. And I, he leaves, and there's too much for me to process to, like, stop him or right. be like, wait, yeah. no. Yeah. So I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just let him go. Yeah. And then I go into the kitchen, and it's a mess. It's like there's ice cream out that's, like, empty and turned over. Um, I don't know if you ever saw it, but uh, and maybe it wasn't there when you lived there. But in the foyer, uh, you know, we have a, you, we used to have a little key rack thing, yeah, and yeah. you took it with you. I replaced it with something else. Yeah. There's a little stand there for us to put keys and bullshit on. Yeah. It has this little treasure chest tchotchke on it mm -hmm. that's empty. It's just like a little bullshit thing you'd get at Pottery Barn right. or something. And it never moves from there. It doesn't even have anything in it. Like, it's just there to kind of fill out that table so it doesn't look weird. Mm -hmm. And it's in the kitchen on the counter. You know, like when you start seeing stuff that you're like, it's not that weird that someone would move something from here to there, but that thing never moves. Right. And there'd be ever. no reason to move. And why would right. you? And what is it doing here? Yes. I could, I'm like, and so my confusion level just keeps rising. I'm like, trying to figure this out. My brain is and like. And all of this is just first thing in the morning. Like, you yeah, just woke up. Yeah, I've been up. up for six minutes okay. at this point is in the story. Is your girlfriend still asleep? Yeah. Okay. So you're just alone in this crazy situation and philip is left <clears throat> right clearly gave no fucks and the lights are on like as if people are here and they and the world like when we get up the lights are all off and right. we start turning the lights on in the yes. house they're all on already and so i'm like what the fuck so I'm like, i gotta call him i call philip i'm like hey what the hell is going on man like what the, the apartment looks all fucked up and he goes i don't know man uh, first of all it's hilarious to me i don't i don't think you've met philip but he sounds exactly like Jason Manzukis. Uh -huh. Like he's a white guy from Louisiana, but he sound like if he was in another room, you'd be like, it's fucking Jay like sure. how preposterous would that be? <laughs> yeah. But that sounds so much like him that right. he's, is he fucking in there right now? <laughs> so my roommate's like, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, I, I, I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I found your, your girlfriend there setting up some kind of scavenger hunt for you, man. My next sentence should have been, there isn't a part of that sentence I don't need explained. <laughs> like from top to bottom. What? <laughs> and then my immediate next thought is, no, you didn't. <laughs> Candace and I were asleep all night. Right. We didn't move. It's right. rare, but I know it happened. <laughs> Confusion level. You know? 
<laughs> up to 11, man. Yes. I'm like, I didn't know it could go this high. Things just keep happening. It's just more information. With it. It's like the pilot of a crime drama. Right. Right. You're just like, wait, what does that have to do and with another this? Another clue. Yeah. And you're like, so when she murdered him and then what? <laughs> like, just more info and right. no answers. Yes. So I've, I found a girlfriend setting up a scavenger hunt. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, again, I'm like, you keep giving me things I don't know what to do with. So, okay, goodbye. I let him off the hook yes. again. I'm like, I don't even know how to talk to you. You keep saying things that make no sense and help me solve this in no way. Go drive somebody to the airport. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. All right. This guy's no help. So, and he's out of here. So, what am I going to do? So, then I start looking around the apartment a little bit more. And I'm like, what the fuck is all this? And keep in mind, I haven't left. The, way that another, the last thing I'll say about the way the apartment is laid out is... It's very kind of segmented. Yes. Like as you stand in one room for the most part, no matter which room it is, almost all the rooms you could stand in, you can't see another room. No. Like it's all kind of just sectioned off with walls mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's not like I can see throughout. Like we're in your apartment now and it's kind of one big open room. If anything happened in this apartment, you would just look around and have all the information. Yes. As I go to each room, I'm getting new clues and details. It's like, it's like the fucking game clue. I'm like, Seriously. oh, what's going on in here? <laughs> Colonel Mustard. So I'm like, what the fuck? And so my next thing is, like, I, I got to ask Candace, did you get up in the middle of the night, honey? And create a scavenger and hunt. And create a scavenger hunt <laughs> and then get back in bed in the exact same position that you left? And then why did you do that? <laughs> yes. So I go back into my bedroom. I kind of wake her up. I'm like, hey, did you get up at all last night? And she goes, no. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, then what? Still no answers. You were really hoping you could just have a weird conversation with her about like, so why'd you get up in the middle well, of the night? Well, that kept happening. And I think that that's a thing that I've, I've realized as I've gone over this story more and more is that that's what your brain kind of does when you really don't know what's going on. Yeah. Is you're desperately searching for one answer that just explains exactly. it all so that you can be like, okay, okay. Right. You want the Scooby-Doo answer. You know, wrap it up in 30 seconds. Rip that mask off. <laughs> show me it was the janitor all along. Right, exactly. Expect to find my maintenance guy from the apartment. <laughs> yeah. Just like crazy kids. Uh, so I'm like, all right, Candace doesn't know anything. I'm like, all right, just stay in here. I'm like, I don't, and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm not really sure, but just stay in here and I'll figure it out. And so now I'm like, I think someone broke into the apartment. Now, what about the other roommate? Kyle. So... Kyle is still in his room, as uh -huh. far as I know, yes. and not up for the day. I don't know. I mean, right. I don't have checked in with him. But as far as I know, I just could, in that moment, nothing occurred to me of like, oh, Kyle would know about this. Now, don't get me wrong. I will get to the part where I go talk to Kyle. Okay. All right. All right. But, but in that moment, I wasn't like, oh, let me go find out from him. I'm like, I want to go investigate more. Sure. Sure. So I go into the den and the living room, mm -hmm. expecting to find the place fully trashed from head to toe. TV's stolen, cables hanging out like you see in the fucking movies when they just like rip things off the wall and everything. That's what I expect to find. Like go around the corner of the kitchen into the den and that is not what I find. Everything's kind of exactly how we left it. Hmm. It kind of looks like someone hung out on the couch and like maybe ate and drank a little bit of stuff and left some bullshit. Yeah. But like I don't see anybody. I don't. TV is there. Big ass TV. Xbox. I got a tent where I grow my own pot yeah. that has like ounces of weed on it like that if you ripped it open of course you can't do anything with weed right off the vine but sure. whatever people are stupid yes you rip that thing open and you're like oh my god i'm gonna take these plants right i expect it all to be trashed uh, yeah it's not and i'm like 
More information, no answers. <laughs> if I'd found it all, but I was like, oh, we got robbed. Boom, easy, done, cool, weird, sad, problem solved. Yes, exactly. Now I know what to do. Yeah, make the phone I know calls, what the it. next action is, exactly. And I just keep encountering more things that I'm like, this doesn't tell me what happened. The balcony slash patio door is open. Okay. Now, as you will recall, because the, and you started the story appropriately saying how much a, on a high hill this house is, yes. or apartment uh, building. We used to rationalize often that we were pretty loose about keeping the place unlocked because we're like, who would climb this hill that is like 45 degrees? A hill that, and I don't want to sidetrack us too much, Please. that murdered your car when you first moved to L.A. That's true. Your car did not make it up the hill. Well, it didn't make it down. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Strangely. Yeah, I guess that's true. Which you did think make... <laughs> would be easier. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah. So, who would climb Thanks, that Kia. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I bought another Kia. Don't worry. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so the, the hill is very steep, and we used to rationalize, like, we don't have to worry too much about security. And not only that, of all the apartments in the building, we have an extra door. Mm -hmm. You have to go through this one little door, and then you're in another foyer where you can go to our apartment or the one upstairs, and then you come in. Our, so it's like, it's almost like you would have to, it'd be an inside job. Like, you'd have to know where stuff was, you'd have to know it was unlocked, you'd have to climb that hill, have a plan, rob the place, and then get away with a bunch of stuff on this steep hill right on top of all that the building is gated yes <laughs> both Sorry. the garage and the doors and yes. I, people are shitty about leaving them open but still it's By like and large yes there it did not feel like an unsafe place to leave a balcony door open right. or even a front door as yes. long as the other door was closed or whatever right so and another thing that i'll, I'll come back to at the very end is I'm from Texas, and uh, more specifically, I grew up half the time on a farm where we left the keys in the truck. Right. You know, like, at, granted, out in the middle of nowhere, but I feel a level of security and comfort when I don't have to lock my house. Right. You know, uh, I'm, there's just something about me. Like, I don't want to live in a world that feels like a police state. It's one of the reasons why they're like, let's put armed guards in schools. I'm like, not the answer. No. No one no. wants to walk around feeling like they must have these security measures. And right. That's why I don't <clears throat> keep the house locked. Yes. Hard. Um, that being said, uh, we are locking it a little more now. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good. I hate that. Yeah. I, yeah. I really do. I wish we didn't have to, but it's like, I'm going to tell my roommates, I'm like, sorry guys, I know we got broken into, but, uh, I like it unlocked. Right. And then you got to think, I often think if this were to happen again and I had to say, no, I didn't lock the doors. I would look like an idiot. <laughs> In a way, it'd be like you have it coming. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Even though that to me feels like getting fucking struck by lightning twice. Yes. Yes. Because in the four years almost that I've lived in this apartment, we've never had any right. problems. No. We no. once had a friend who was staying with us who parked at the very bottom of the hill and someone broke her window. Yes. That's it. Yep. That, and, and that's the bottom of the hill. Right. Easy. Yep. Top of the hill. Fuck, I'm not going all the way up there. Nope. So that's how I'm thinking of it. And so in my head, I'm like, it finally happened. Okay, so you open the patio, or you notice the patio door is open. But yet everything is not messed up. Right. And Very so confusing. I'm like, they came in, <laughs> ate some ice cream, trashed my bathroom, and then left. They're the worst robbers in the world. <laughs> Whatever. And so I'm like, I just don't get it. And then I'm walking back through the den. And I told you it was pretty much in one piece, but it looked like someone had hung out on the couch for yeah. a while. Well, we left a big blanket on the couch, uh, you know, Candace and I had been watching TV the night before, kind of cuddled up with the blanket, we're watching some TV, start to nod off, let's go to bed, leave the blanket there, right? So I, the blanket was still strewn, second time, <laughs> across the couch, and I'm like, I don't, I don't notice anything, but as I come back by it, I see an arm. Oh. 
So they are in the apartment. Somebody is. Okay. You don't know who. I don't know who it is. I see this <clears throat> arm. It looks, uh, it looks to me like a female arm. Okay. Uh, which I love because almost everyone who's heard this story thinks it's a guy all the way up until this point. Sure. Um, profiling people. Come on now. Come on. Be better. Ladies are crackheads too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, point being, I see this arm and I'm like, oh shit. But what I do, as I mentioned before, is I try to come up with a solution that explains it all that is not as bad as I thought it was. Right. Kyle's sister must be in town. Kyle's sister. Kyle has a sister. Yes. The skin complexion looked fairly similar. It's <laughs> sure. all I can see. And the idea of her crashing on our couch, which she's done before, yeah. is far more reasonable than someone broke in. Yes. Maybe she got a little drunk. Maybe mm -hmm. she got a little high. Yeah. Left some shit open, made a mess. We'll be talking about that. Right. But, oh, thank God. Yeah. Problem solved. So time to go to Kyle's room. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on Kyle's door. He takes a second to get it. He kind of answers like around the corner because he's getting dressed. Uh, and he's like, dude, I'm not, like not clothed. And I'm like, that's all right. Uh, and then what I asked him was, I said, who's in the apartment? Yeah. And he goes, what? And I was like, who's in the apartment right now? You, me, Philip, Candace, and who else? And he goes, nobody. And I'm like, oh, I uh, thought I had the solution. <laughs> And yet I have more information with no answers. Yes. And so I'm like, and he goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, there's someone asleep on our couch. And he goes, what? And I was like, yeah, dude, put on some pants and get ready. <laughs> and he goes, okay. A little of what bothered me was how long it took him to come back out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did that math later. And I was like, how long did it take you to put your pants on, sir? I said there was a person in our home. It took him three hours. I didn't see him the next day. No. Uh, the next part of the story occurs fully without Kyle and it's not a short part of the story. So I'm like, wait, and later I'm like, where the fuck? Yeah. It probably took him 10 to 15 minutes to get out. And I was like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I gotta go deal with this. Now this is the, this is the thing. So I'm like, I gotta go figure out who this is or what this is or what the fuck. Did Let any part of you, uh, sorry, but did any part of you think they may have been dead? No. Okay. Just curious. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Yeah, well, but I'm no, glad. I'm but glad. no, that didn't occur to me. <laughs> I'm glad. I think that's another one of like, like what I say. You want to come up with a better version yes. of the story yeah. to believe in. You know, right. I, I, I often when things happen that are terrible to me, I don't get upset. I'm just like, of course, sure. Like that's my attitude. Yeah. I'm like, of course that would happen me to me. I just, yeah. And you and I are very much like that. Like, yeah. it's just that thing of like, you know. What what should I have expected? Right. That's exactly. I've that, had a pleasant. These last three days have been pleasant. Of course. Exactly. This was, I was due for this. Right. But at the same time, I don't assume. Yeah, I didn't assume there was like a dead person okay. on my couch. Sure. Uh, but so I ask you, what would you have done next before I tell you what I did? Oh. So you basically have all the information that there's someone asleep on your couch. It looks like they fuck shit up and no one knows who they are. I would pace back and forth for 20 minutes debating whether I should wake the person up. <laughs> and then... Probably do that. But I, uh, would I just call the police? But then, well, yeah, because they have done trespassing. I probably would call the police, particularly right. in my neighborhood. I'm going to voice my opinion that yeah. that would have been the right thing to do. Okay, sure. It's not what I did. <laughs> uh, part of growing up in Texas in the county I grew up in, I'm from Williamson County, which is just north of Austin, a very liberal place. Williamson County is not. Yeah. It's like the very conservative, rebellious suburb of Austin that's like, hey, we're not like those hippies. And so the county sheriffs there are notorious across the country 
for being hard asses. And they'll, you know, if someone broke into your house, but you've got a gram of weed on the counter, don't call Williamson County because they'll be like, all right, we'll be looking into that and we'll be giving you, you'll be coming with us as well. And it's like, are you protecting or serving me or what? Like, Yeah. yeah. So that along with the fact that I used to sell weed in North Carolina and uh, I was just generally raised in a family that shares this idea. You come up with what you could do to not call the cops first. Sure, yeah. That is not the go-to. Also, my sister is like a hypochondriac, crazy person who just calls the police every time there's a crazy problem. Right. So and I'm even more rebellious to that, being like, we don't have to call the fucking police every time we're like, oh, no. Well, it's... This, this still would have been one of those times I think she would have been right. <laughs> The next step should have been 911. <laughs> yeah. But I had a couple of things going on in my head at the time that kept me from doing that. One of those was um, I don't believe in criminalizing addiction. Uh, I'm, I'm really against that. Um, I have, my grandmother raised foster kids. My uncle runs a drug rehab center, uh, my great uncle in Arkansas. That's basically like when you go to jail for drugs, they're like, you're going to prison or you're going to stay with Pastor Gary. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're communal, they cook, they don't chastise them, they rehabilitate right. them. And That's great. I have a lot of addiction in my family. And so my immediate reaction is someone got fucked up, came into my house, made a really bad decision tonight, but should that ruin their whole life? Right. And what could this mean? I don't know, you know, and I'm, I'm, a, just, I'm afraid of the fucking cops, I'll be honest. I'm, no, I'm, a, I'm not it. someone who's comfortable <laughs> when they're around. I used to wait tables at IHOP in North Carolina overnight and I knew all the cops in town, and those relationships were fine. But when it comes to my home and actual crimes and policemen doing their jobs, right. which I think they should, I'm not anti-police, but I'm just nervous. I'm anxious about it. And uh, I mean, I'm part of why I moved to North Carolina, which, or I mean, moved to California f- uh, from North Carolina, which we talked about on the last episode. I don't like feeling like a criminal for taking my medicine. Right. And I have for a long time. So, so I didn't call the cops right away. Yeah. I want to give her a chance that she doesn't deserve. But I want to give it to her because I'm like, Maybe you fucked up, you know, the worst night of your life. Maybe someone roofied this girl. Right. And she just doesn't remember anything. Yeah, and she may have been in that building with somebody else and then... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, don't, all... I don't know if she wandered off the street. She could have come from upstairs. Right. How many times did people have parties upstairs, exactly. come down those stairs and enter our apartment if the door wasn't locked with a mm-hmm. deadbolt, thinking that was the exit and go, oh shit, and close yeah. it. If you were like blackout drunk, you might not close it. You might just come in and think, oh, I'm in my apartment or whatever. Yeah, who knows? I just want to give her a shot. It's just part of who I am. Uh, don't give me too much credit because that'll change <laughs> in this story, not in my life. Uh, so I'm like, I got to wake her up. My first idea is I, can, I need to get a weapon yeah. of some kind because I don't know what's under the blanket. Right. And that would be why I would have you know, called. I have no idea. She can have a gun, a knife, whatever. Right. So my attitude is, and I've got a couple things, right? I've got, uh, I've got like a baseball bat and some like, you know, old swords on my wall and stupid shit like that. Aluminum and then I, or wooden bat? Uh, wooden. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the big stick, it's called. It's the brand name. Uh, and uh, I also have a flashlight that's a taser. Oh, uh, which right. is like the best thing I could have had, but I couldn't find it. That was what I was actually going to use. Because you just look at it, and you're like, oh, he's got a flashlight. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you click that button, and it goes pop, pop. I remember like, oh, that. Shit. Yeah, I remember when you got that. Yeah, it's, it's, it would have been the perfect thing yes. to have in the moment. Yes. Uh, you know, she pulls the thing back. She's got a knife. Pop, pop. Okay, now we're on a fucking standoff. That's scary, but we're, it's yeah. a standoff. You're not coming at me. Right. Couldn't find it. I know where it was. Turns out it was in my like car where I usually keep it. I just didn't think. And... uh I should also say, as a Texas farm boy, uh, I have a gun. 
Sure. I own yeah. a gun. Uh, it's in my apartment. Uh, I don't own any ammunition for that gun uh, because I'm not an uh, advocate gun user. Um, but it's a family heirloom. My grandfather died. They gave me his gun. I still have it. Yeah. I could have brought it out and held it. Sure. You know, and just been like, hey, as we have this conversation. And do any of those things. Uh, I woke her up verbally. It wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it took five or six lines. How far away from her were you? Six or seven feet. Okay. Yeah. Safe distance. Out of swinging distance, but not out of lunging distance, right? right? Like close enough that if she really... But she also seemed like a smaller person. And I have a thing of where like I feel like if I could take someone physically, I don't get too scared. Yeah. Which doesn't matter if she's a gun. Yeah. Uh, But that's just how my brain was working. So I, I, I woke her up. She pops up. She's scared, right? She's yeah. like, oh, fuck. Later, in retrospect, I'm like, she didn't mean to fall asleep. Whatever her plan was, passing out, she ate the ice cream, I think, and got a sugar high and then crashed hard. Sure. Um, she was really high, I think. I'm pretty sure. So I wake her up, and my first, you'll appreciate my questioning because I still don't get it. My first question to her was names. I said, who are you? That was my very first question. Sure. Fair. Yeah. Who are you? She goes, what? <laughs> Strike one. <laughs> it's like your name on the SAT, honey. It's like 500 points. Like, what? Okay. okay. Right. Next question. I said, name someone in this apartment. She said, what? I was like, name someone who lives here now. And she goes, Xavier? Oh. <laughs> Strike two. Strike two, and we really should just go ahead and walk her to first yes. because yes, or so like just get her out of the game. Yes, Xavier. Yeah, no, no. no. How many people named Xavier have you met in real life that didn't like run a school college. of X Men? Yeah, <laughs> like there aren't any others. <laughs> I knew one guy in high school who did not look like me. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'll say. Yeah, look at my face and make a guess. There's like a hundred white names. Yeah, just say Josh. Or John or Scott or Zach or any, (laughs) like, Xavier. Ooh, bad guess. Yeah, that is a... So she's on strike two. Yes. Which, we're not playing baseball. This is you broke into my house, so we go to strike two. That's the end of the strikes. We don't do three in this game. We don't need another example of how clearly she shouldn't be here. Yeah, she's done. (laughs) So this is the thing I'll never forget and also never understand that I think you'll appreciate. I told her, you got to get out of here. You have six minutes. <laughs> Not five, Joe. Not seven. And I didn't say it as a joke. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sure. I didn't hesitate to come up with the number. <laughs> like, hey, you're out of here. Get your shit in like, like six minutes. You get six minutes. It is seven forty-one right now. Seven forty-seven. You're out the door. Exactly. I think if I could figure out what in my brain made me pick that number, I would understand so much more about how my brain works. Like, because I don't think I'll ever understand why I was like, five minutes is just quite not enough time for this young girl. I was gonna but say, what am I going to give her seven goddamn minutes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what am I here? You know, that is hilarious. Because I think it does speak to like the compassion angle that you generally have towards people. So I think in that moment, seconds. yeah, I think in that moment, you're just like, well, five is appropriate. But, you know. Who am I? Come on. I'm what kind of monster? Her, what about giving her like seven, eight, nine minutes? Yeah. It's well, crazy. That's scene. Yeah, absolutely. Six. You know what I thought about too later was that uh, the, uh, Harlan Williams and something about Mary was like seven minute abs. And the guy's like, well, you're screwed if anyone comes up with eight. And he's like, 
No, seven. <laughs> like, it's just this weird thing about how his brain works. He's like, no, that's the number. So I gave her six minutes. The what other was her th- response to that? Okay. <laughs> okay. It would have been great if she was like, what? <laughs> it would have been her only other line. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I gave her six minutes, and I walk away <laughs> and immediately change my mind. <laughs> like... Like I turned the corner yeah. and was like, this bitch got to get out of my yeah, house. That's five minutes too many. Yeah. She does not need more than 60 seconds to get out of this apartment. <laughs> well, and what's crazy is, uh, so I immediately am like, I got to call the cops right now. That's when I decide now's the time to, to dial 911. Because another thing is, I really, I truly and deeply trust my judgment about people, maybe to a fault, even yeah. if I'm wrong. But if I get a vibe from someone, I'm like, nope, that's who the fuck they are. And I just, in that moment, despite, it wasn't even just the breaking in. It wasn't even just the trash in the apartment. It wasn't even all of this stuff. And she looked kind of clean. She didn't look like a dirty homeless person. Yeah. She looked like fairly put together. I found out the reason she looks clean is because she took a shower while she was there. Oh. That's fun. So, yeah. I'm like, I walk away and immediately call the police. And it's crazy to me that... So I didn't want to tell her. I didn't want her to know I was calling the police because I didn't want to freak out and do whatever the fuck she would do as a, as a response. Right. But I also like needed to verbally call. You can't text 911. So I'm like, I got to go outside. Yeah. So I have to leave Candace and Kyle alone in the apartment with this person. And I don't know, like now all of a sudden I'm juggling too many plates and balls that I'm like, now I've made a fucking mess. Right. Bigger than the mess of my apartment. Like, cause now I've got a scary person, two people I care about a lot, all my stuff. And I just left her in there, but I don't know what else to do. I'm like, how do, do I call the cops looking at her face? Like, what if she lunges at me or something? You know, like, I'm like, that's now, what not about going into your bedroom where Candace is and closing the door and call her. Um, so what I did was right after I left Kyle's room and found out it wasn't someone we knew. Yeah. I immediately went to Candace and was like, there's someone in the apartment. I don't want to alarm you, but just stay in here. Lock okay. the door. Okay. So I left her in there to do that. And that's another reason why I was like, I don't want to encounter either of them until <clears throat> right. I have more of this solved yeah, and answers. Or so. and, yeah, exactly. Know, yeah, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So I go outside the apartment, you know, like right in front of my door, that yeah. kind of little area, just outside the door to the building and call the cops and they're, they keep asking for a description of her. Yeah. Like, what's she wearing? I was like, I don't know. I wasn't looking at that. I was looking right. at her face. I was trying to talk to her and trying to figure out who she was and track her expression. I didn't notice her shirt color. I just right. didn't. I also just don't pay attention to that kind of shit very well. And so, which I also thought about. I'm like, if I ever get robbed or something, I better start paying more attention to what people fucking look like yeah. and being able to say it again later. Right. Like, I know it is the first time that ever happened to me. <laughs> sure. Someone yeah. was like, oh, you had a problem with the person? Describe the person. I'm like, can't. <laughs> yeah, kind of dark skin, ambiguously ethnic, and just not white. I don't know what to say other than that. Right. Had brown hair with highlights. What was she wearing? I don't know. Clothes. Did you just look at her? Yeah. I didn't look at that. I would have been in the same boat as you. And I'm she was partially under the blanket, but point right. being, yeah. I didn't know what to say, and they kept asking me. Again, yeah. What, I mean, but the funny thing about that is I understand why they ask it, but like, who's taking the time to size up? Like, well, she was wearing a Hollister top, um, you know, and then the pants seem to be skinny jeans, but it's hard to say. Right, exactly. Like, well, what you-, <laughs> you should at least be able to give color, and I wasn't able to yes, do that. Yes, um, I'm also colorblind, which doesn't help. So oh, it's like, I don't know. True. I think it was yellow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... And there was a shirt draped across the shower that she had left there that I thought was Candace's yeah. that I want to come back to at the end of the story to make, okay. a, to make a point of, 
I just didn't track it. And we found out so much more info later. So yeah. I call the cops. Man, I mean, there's a station not far from our house right. on Glendale Boulevard. So, man, they were there. I was impressed. The response time was great. Um, they, they showed up very quickly. And, um, but they came to the Dwayne Street side, <sighs> which is on the opposite end of the building. We live on a building uh, that, that straddles a block, and there's entrances on both streets right. uh, opposite each other. I live really close to one. They came to the other. Right. So I'm like, oh, shit. Now I've got to travel even further away from the situation I barely wanted to walk away from because I have to let them in. Right. The buzzer doesn't work. They're going to call you. Yeah. Because the buzzer's still wired to your fucking phone number. Yes. <laughs> I've tried. I'm sure you have. It took us how long to even get your phone number assigned? Yes. Like four months before you moved yes. or something? Yeah. I know the incompetence you're dealing with exactly. in that building. So um, I'm like, I got to go let them in. I go over there, and man, they're there quick. So I'm like, okay, fuck, all right. They come in, and I go to follow them in to be like, let's go check this out. Let me show you where my apartment is, where right. she is, what's going on. Tell them the down low. They're like, stay here. I'm like, no, I got to come with you guys. And they're like, no, you, there's more officers coming. You need to stay and keep this door open. And there was no rock. There was no nothing I could prop it with. Literally impossible, unless I'd taken off my shoe and shoved it in the right. door and left. So I stayed an extra few minutes to let the fucking cops in. And then, you know, they showed up two, you know, Maybe two minutes later, they pulled right up and they came in and I followed them in. So as you come from the far side of our apartment building, you can see our balcony in this little one moment before you get to our door. Mm -hmm. There's this little break and you can kind of see our apartment and you have to go around to our door and go into it. So I see that the cops have cornered her on our balcony. All that has developed in this moment. They found my apartment, which one it was. Uh, I don't, which is impressive. I don't remember telling them the number. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I did. Not I probably blind. did. But for whatever reason, they found it quick, and they got in there, and they found her. She had a bag full of stuff, and it looked like she was trying to jump the balcony. So the other cops who came in with me kind of sneak into that little area. You can It's hard to explain, but there's a little courtyard next to our balcony. They kind of sneak in, and it's lower. Right. So they sneak in underneath where she doesn't see them sneaking up, and then she turns to try to go like she might jump over the side, and they're down there. She's stuck. Very clever. I mean, they, they yeah. handled it very well. And uh, so I go around and, you know, they have her out on the balcony. They talk to her for like 60 seconds. Not super long. They cuff her and they take her out. She's crying. I feel terrible. But also like, what would you have? You know, I'm kind of right. looking at her like, I'm sorry, but what do you want? Me like, look what you did. Right. Like, what would you have me do? But I, man, I got the guilt. I have sure. that compassionate part that I'm like, fuck, this, now this girl's going to get stuck in the system and she's going to, you know, this is not going to help her get over her problem. And, you know, but I'm like, what, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And this is the part where that all changes. My compassion drips away a little bit because I felt like I'd been unreasonably compassionate. Like at every turn, I'd made every choice I could to try to be a good guy. And then I found out when I got out there, they were like, she had this bag full of stuff and it's all like kind of gross looking. And I was like, okay, like dirty clothes and, and it looked like random bullshit. And they're like, is any of this yours? And I kind of glanced at it and I'm like, no. And I'm like, are you sure? And I like look again and I'm like, those are my car keys. Those are my girlfriend's car keys. That's my girlfriend's purse. That's my weed. That's all like a bunch of my shit. It made it into yeah. the bag. All stuff that I should mention because I, I just have a sharp eye for the, my apartment and I know how it is. All those things she had, she didn't have when I woke her up. They weren't in that bag already. Oh. So in the six minutes, yeah. she ran around the apartment trying to grab anything of value she could before she escaped, which they explained to me later. They're like, it would have been like, like high-level misdemeanor breaking and entering and probably vandalism that the DA would charge her with. But now we have to charge her with felony burglary. 
She spent like eight hours in my apartment committing crimes, none of which registered at the level that she managed to get 20 seconds before she got caught. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, which I think is just crazy. If I thought about that, it's like, oh my God. Like, you know, your lawyer would have to sit you down and be like, you know, you were fine until you fucking stole everything in the last few minutes. Yeah. Like you probably would have gotten a little bit of time in county and then like some parole and you're good. Now you committed a fucking felony. Mm -hmm. And then they explained to me this. They were like, <laughs> this made me laugh. They were like, well, and uh, there were people uh, asleep inside. So that's a hot prowl. <laughs> I was like, what? What do you say? They're like it's a hot prowl. I was like a hot prowl. This is the, I'm not paraphrasing the conversation I had with the cops. I was like hot prowl. Like a cat? And he goes, yeah. I was like, oh. My brain goes, oh, cat burglar, like a prowl, sure. like a hot, okay. Hot, okay. That just sounds like 30s lingo. Not like, th the legal term is a hot prowl. And you know what? <laughs> because I'm that guy, yeah. that was my response. I said almost exactly that, Joe. I go, I just, I know this doesn't matter, but I guess you could let it go. I was like, that's not, that's not like a technical legal term, right? That's like a thing you guys say. And he goes, yeah. I was like, all right, good. Okay. Like, I don't know why I needed to gather that information. No, I was like, there's no way there's a fucking statute somewhere. And of yeah. course, this is considered a hot prowl. Like, <laughs> who is writing this? Yeah. I'm like, all right. So hot prowler's gone. And uh, they're laying out all the stuff in the bag on the table. Is this yours? Is this yours? We need to photograph all this evidence and all this shit. And I got like six cops in my house, man. I got two that showed up first. I got the two that showed up again. Then I got two more who showed up later who have showed up to take her out into the car. Mm -hmm. She's outside sitting in the car. Oh, what fucking name did she say? This female police officer comes out, comes back into the house at some point. The one who had taken her out to the car. And I'm talking to the officers on the balcony about what had happened, giving them the full story and all this stuff and talking about evidence. And she comes in and she goes, I'm going to guess, but I'm not sure this was the name. She goes, who's Mark? <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought we were done with the weird <laughs> clues with no information. <laughs> Who's Mark? I don't know. Lots of people. Like, yeah. no one here. Yeah. And I was like, Rob, Philip, Kyle, Candace, no Mark. And she goes, no one here that lives here. His name is Mark. What's crazy <laughs> is that if she had showed up two years earlier, she'd have been a little closer because that's your middle name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she saw something on a piece of mail yeah who i have knows? like an old piece of mail you yeah. left or something and so anyway she was like okay she's you know giving us all lies in the car and uh like i said i do have a lot of people in my family who deal with addiction i have a lot of friends who've had real problems with addiction and getting real information out of people who are in the middle of an addictive problem is very hard yeah. uh the truth to them is liquid mm -hmm. it uh it changes whatever they need it to be uh almost so much that it can convince them that the reality is different because they've lied to themselves um i don't want to overgeneralize it's not everybody but it is consistent uh, uh across people who deal with that issue again i'm sympathetic to these things i i you know i don't want to demonize or criminalize these people but i i know the behaviors and so i'm like of course they're not telling her anything out there it's like this chick just broke in and um i think what's uh Two things I really took away from this, and I'll, I'll get back to the T-shirt at the end because it's my favorite part of the whole story. She also did laundry while she was there. <laughs> I mean, practical. I think she washed it in the tub and then dried it. I don't think she uh, used the washing okay. machine. Yeah. I think she might have broken it because all her stuff was really dirty. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, she did laundry. She took a shower. I mean, she was in there for hours. She's the one Philip found in the middle of the night in right. the bathroom going through shit. And because her hair color and skin color wasn't dramatically different from Candace. I was going to ask about like that. Like Candace yeah. is, she's Korean she's, right. she, and she's dark skin Korean mm. in comparison. So it's like, she's a little darker. Her hair is very, uh, dark with like some blonde highlight kind of thing. It was not a bad, bad thing. The problem was, is they had dialogue together, and he still didn't realize it was her because it was four o'clock in the morning, and he was just like, uh, uh, sound like Jason Manzuka's goodnight. <laughs> and so he gets up and he goes, he's like, the door's open. He doesn't even open the door on her. He just, the door's open. He's like, what? The light's on? She's on the floor going through the cabinets. And she goes, I'm sorry. And he goes, Ugh. and just goes back to bed. Oh, God. Which is <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Anytime I need to win a fight with that guy. Yeah. I'm like, why don't, why don't you just chill out, Mr. <laughs> letting people be in our apartment? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's amazing. So that I am or not. Yeah. That, it, wakes, that should wake you up. The trash was probably, like, it was yeah. all fucked up already. And the fact that what he gathered from that was, I guess Candace is in there setting a scavenger hunt. I should just go back to bed. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. okay. And then in the morning, did no more investigating. Just left to yeah. go to work. Uh, anyway. I love Philip very much. He's the way he dealt with that was so weird to me. Um, my favorite part of the whole story is she left a t-shirt over the shower that I think mm. she had maybe been wearing before, had another shirt, cleaned it, was drying that one, whatever. Had words on it. It's like look like a very typical like Forever 21 or some shit, right? Yeah. And the shirt said, it's just crazy. It's like she hung up this banner of irony. Like, it was so weird. It's hanging up there like the words were there to be displayed. And it says, I will make better mistakes tomorrow. <laughs> you can't write it. I mean, you yeah, can't like. That's amazing. It's funny. I, I was just having a conversation with so recently. People say, like, you can't write it. It's like, yeah, you could. Uh, <laughs> but but the point being, like. That that's like that's like a TV show level of like oh wow see what they did there that's kind of ironic yeah it's like, yeah that's like the bu the button at the end of the thing right it's like if she had I can't even think of anything better that's no. the best thing that could yeah. have happened is she she left that Perfect. shirt um the thing that made me go this is a little bit a little bit more on her than if she had been drugged or if she had blacked out drinking around the corner or something like that um in the big bag of stuff we found a pipe uh yeah. I love to smoke out of a pipe. Not that kind. Right. Not that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know what those pipes look like. Uh, for whatever reason, they don't make weed pipes that are shaped like that. Huh. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's a big bulb at the end and the long stem so that you can heat it up. It's, it's a crack pipe. And uh, in my head, I'm just like so torn for the next week because I'm like, I feel, I feel bad for this girl. She's a young girl. And that's the other thing is like she didn't, she wasn't, she didn't look like someone who'd been on the street for years. She looked like whatever has happened to this poor girl has happened recently. Like, I don't think she's been on this. I think she's been on the street, but I don't think she's been on the street more than a few weeks, mm. maybe a couple months. Like, you know, and she needed a shower and she need, you know, and she's hooked on crack and she's got no food. And it's like, I'm thinking about it. And now I was like, now she's locked up. And she made a really bad call right before she got locked up. That is probably going to triple her sentence. Yes. Like, but you broke into my house and fucked right. my shit up. Yeah. And I feel both things. Right. And I can't, like, they're at war with me, you sure. know? And I, no, I still, no. to this day, I'm like, ah, it's both. I'd be in a similar boat. Yeah. So there is a bit of a resolution that happened later that made me feel a little bit better. So I start getting these emails. 
the show I was working on was an overnight show. So we did like a week of pre-production and then I did weeks of working till five in the morning, starting mm -hmm. in the late uh, afternoon. I was unavailable during business hours for the rest of the month is my point. Yeah. So I start getting emails and voice messages from a private investigator who's trying to contact me about her case because basically the public defender that was assigned to her case hired this PI to go get more info so that they could make whatever their case was. Yeah. Christopher Nicely. Oh, what a name. What a it's name. It's like, who wrote this for me? That is amazing. I know. So Christopher Nicely, oh, oh Chris Nicely is trying to get a hold of me to get more details. <laughs> and he's like, hey, but he keeps calling when I'm not available. I'm like asleep in the middle of the day. He's calling right. it like... 10 a.m. And I'm right. like, man, I'm fully asleep until way later. So he keeps trying to get a hold of me and I don't have time. The show ends and I finally call him back when I'm back on being able to be awake at daytime. I called him up. I was like, I'm so sorry I missed your call. I've been work. I mean, it was in Santa Clarita. So when I said out of town, kind of true, I was like, I'm <laughs> unavailable. I've been out, man. I don't want to tell you. And I don't feel an urgency to solve this girl's problems. I want her to be good, but I don't know how talking to you is going to make her life better. Right. I don't know. So I don't have a huge priority to deal with that. I didn't ask for any of this. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so I didn't make a big deal of it. But then I finally called him back and he was like, I really appreciate you calling me back. Um, I want to let you know that her case has been moved from the public defender's office to mental health services. Good. And I was like, I'm so happy to Good. hear that. I yeah. was like, that is exactly what I wanted to have happen. I was never get. Someone told me, the cops told me when they left, they're like, the detectives will call you. They'll probably want to have you come in and do a statement. Never happened. Just mm -hmm. this guy. Yeah. And I was like, so that never happened. I was like, man, they're just going to prosecute her to the full extent. I mean, she felony burglary. Yeah. I'm proud. What you going to do? So I was really torn about it. But um, when he told me that and he was like, she, and I still don't know what that means. Uh, exactly. But to me, sure. you know, that sounds better. Yes. And it sounds like she's being treated for the problem she has instead of being treated like a criminal. Right. Uh, even though she is one. Yes. Uh, I don't want to criminalize the drugs. I want to criminalize the burglary, the trespassing, and the vandalism. Yes, the physical action. Exactly. Uh, you know, the behavior on the drugs is the issue I have. So you might make the argument I got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's how my brain thinks about it. Someone sure. broke into my house and trashed it. And I'm like, I got a little luck. Right. But my brain is like, they didn't really, they didn't fuck up my TV. They didn't fuck up my plants. No. They didn't really mess up anything that wasn't fixable. Right. They moved some stuff, ate some ice cream and used <laughs> right. my shower. Right. That sucks. But you didn't, right. she didn't break anything. So that didn't happen. I didn't get hurt. Candace didn't get hurt. Philip certainly didn't get hurt. Oh my God. I don't <laughs> think he, to this day, I don't think he really knows what happened. And I've told him the story. Uh, <laughs> but wow. yeah, so it was, it was just easy for me to be like, I guess that kind of shit happens. And, yeah. and also, you know, like I said, it's like the lightning striking thing. I'm like, cool. Got that out of my system. Right. Probably be a while again before I get, you know, <laughs> yeah, vandalized a by while. a crackhead. Like, yeah. you know, you know yeah. 30 years. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> if I don't have to deal with it again until I'm 60, that's a pretty good record. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, wow. I, I, I was, uh. I was jarred by it in the on the day, but by the by lunch that day, I was just laughing about it. And I just thought it was so silly. Oh, and I wanted to share with you. I looked her up on Instagram. I found her. You found her. I was, see. I was going to ask because I would be riveted to know what the story was, what right. happened. Yeah, she may never know because she's probably lying the whole time or whatever. And but who knows when really she matter. gets out of whatever the right. fuck? Yeah, I but do want to make you found her. I do want to make it clear that even though her account was set to private, I did follow her. And so I'm waiting on the request <laughs> that has not been returned yet. I can only imagine why. Can you imagine? What will you do if you get that notification like she's accepted your 
I'll be sliding in those DMs. <laughs> hey, want to come over again sometime? Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just dick pics. That's all she's getting. And I've never done that in my life. Yeah, yeah. But I'm starting now. It's like, well, who are you to say it was unsolicited? Uh, <laughs> terrible joke. Um, so this is her. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say her name out loud on the podcast. I don't want other people to fuck with her or whatever. But I'll read the description that's underneath this, uh, which is pretty hilarious to me. Some of it I get, some of it I don't. Uh, she's got a little diamond after her name. I don't know what that means. Uh, love music. Cool. Oh, nice. Oh, were you a human person? <laughs> uh, uh, Barb's with a Z. Don't know what that means. Uh, Drake, heart. I get that. Oh, and yeah, me too. Sure. Uh, and then the last thing says, hashtag Cali life forever, though. Huh. I'm hoping it's not as forever as it might be. Yes. <laughs> you know, and yes. it sounds like now that she's gotten some help, hopefully that it's not. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe it was the 10 followers because <laughs> that's all she's got. And she just drove her off the end. You know, we put a lot of fucking stock in our followers these days. And she was like, that's it. 298 posts and only 10 people crack. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, man, that's my story. That it is insane. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of the same stuff as you um, of a similar, but very different scenario. I've been working at a summer camp. This is my fifth summer teaching kids how right. to make movies. And I, the days I hate the most are when we have to go off campus to film. Mm. We don't have to. On location stuff? The kids stuff. choose, you know, yeah. The, there's a three-week program where they, one of their films, they can go off campus. You know? Right. They have to and scout the location and figure it all out? or No. They don't get to scout. So they just like <laughs> look up? on Google Maps. Or maybe, you know, because we take them on evening activities. Sure. So it's probably something maybe they maybe saw they found in the van or, or saw, you know, right. whatever. Um, but as a result, are they like, they've come no, like here. they've right. come from China, like they come from all over the world. So, uh, this time, this summer, uh, we were filming at a Chipotle and we were sitting outside so as to not be kicked out for filming. And a homeless guy just grabbed this kid's burrito, uh, started walking with it. And then the kid was outraged and started following him. And then I followed the kid and he was like, sir, he still called him sir, but he's like, sir, give me that fucking burrito back. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I need that burrito. Kind fellow, give me my fucking food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so um, funny. He was clearly homeless. Right. Um, and was just like, come on, let me have it. And um, the, guy, the kid kept on saying, sir, and then was getting more and more vulgar, but still saying, sir. And then the guy put the burrito down, pulled his pants down, and then sat on the burrito. L.A. Uh, <laughs> Its... Get your stuff together, New York. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's an LA thing, man. Yes. And uh and I just started laughing. Uh yeah. you know, because I'm like, it's and I was just like the kid was like, could he was you could tell that he was equal parts lunging towards the guy and also backpedaling because do you want to fuck with a guy who's gonna pull his pants down in broad daylight and sit on a burrito? And what is over there now that you can yeah, do anything exactly. about? He has dibs. That is his burrito. <laughs> It's done. That's the that's the that's it. <laughs> so I still kind of got pulled him away. I was like, it's not like you he licked part of your muffin, you tear that off. Right. The yeah. Rest. No, it's over. It is over. You are not going to eat a homeless bare ass burrito. It's just not going to happen. Though that does sound like something you'd get at Taco Bell or yes. something, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The new homeless bare ass burrito. <laughs> it's basically a nine layer fiesta. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. So anyway, I walked into the Chipotle and I asked the guy jokingly, I was like, I don't know if you have one, but do you have a like a homeless man stole my burrito policy? Because we were in Hollywood. I'm sure it wasn't the first time. And they said no, uh, not getting the joke. And I was like, well, I, that's fine. I didn't think he actually did. Right. But could you make this kid another burrito? And right. they said, sure. Right. Um, and so anyway, it's just the compassion part of me. Like I'd laughed, but then it's also like, that's a sad story. Yeah. You know, like, because that was a person who now is at a point, And obviously, we're, you know, we're wrapping things up and I don't mean, mean to end on a downer. But it's just anytime there's a story like that, there is that part of me that's just like, that's funny. But it's it's funny from my my ivory tower, you know? Yeah. No, and, I get to stay in my house. Right. And it's not fucked up. Like, that's yeah. what I mean. That's why I'm not upset. I'm almost more concerned about what's going to happen to her. Right. Exactly. And I think another thing that led it to happen is. Uh, it wasn't the first time a homeless person has just walked into my house. Mm. I've dealt with that before. And when I lived in Winston-Salem in North Carolina, I lived in a really shitty neighborhood. Uh, that's unfair. I hate to say that. I lived in a lower income neighborhood. Let's yeah. be fair. Uh, and a lot of North Carolina is set up that way where it's like, nope, these people get to live over here and these people get to live over here. They're still right. doing it that way. And I lived in the part of town I could afford, which right. no one else looked like me in that part of town. And, uh, you know, I was there and I had this little front room and this guy just walked in and sat down on the couch. Me and my buddies were sitting there. We'd been drinking the night before. So there was beer bottles and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he just starts talking to us and we just start talking back to him. Yeah. Be like, hey, what's going on? Kind of looking at each other like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. But we're like, we don't want to make a big deal out of it. Because right. when you make a big deal, now it's a big deal for everybody, exactly. including them. And who knows what you're going to get. So at some point I was just like, all right, man, I think we're going to go to bed and hang, you know. Close it up. So, and he goes, all right. And he points to this Mike's Hard Lemonade that was there from the night before. They yeah. have like cigarettes in it and stuff. Yeah. He goes, is that somebody's? And we were like, you don't want that, man. That's from last night. He goes, oh, it's all good. Shoots the whole thing oh. and leaves. And this girl who was with us was like so freaked out. And I was like, is your night going to be worse than his? Yeah, exactly. We're yeah. fine. Yeah. Nothing happened to us. I had nights like that. No harm, no too. foul. Yeah. Like, that's just how it goes. Like, People have difficult times and yeah, I don't know. So it's just baked into me to try to be understanding, but yeah, yeah, you and me both. But there is another side of the, of the story always when, oh my God, this crazy guy. It's like, he's a guy, he's a, he's right. a person. He had a rest of that day just like you did. And yep. it probably was worse, mm -hmm. especially when he found out he was getting charged with a felony instead right. of a misdemeanor. Like, cause that kid wanted to like, we should call the police. I'm like, we're not going to call the police. Right. He took your burrito and. You know, it's if if he decides for himself that he'd rather be in jail, because I know sometimes that does happen. He can. There's all sorts of stuff he can do to get himself there. Just pee on a cop car or yep. whatever you want to do. Yeah. So anyway, that is in a, a crazy ass story. Um, well, what? So what do you what do you got going on right now? I know. Yeah, you're uh, killing it in the reality TV producing game. I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I talk about that uh, on a lot of my shows is a job I never thought I would have. I'm um, going back to Dancing with the Stars this month. Uh, we'll be back for season 28. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy, man. It's a show I never saw before I worked on it, and it's my favorite job I've ever had. Um, I've never... Maybe I've done some other like one or two day things, but as far as like keeping me employed for a period of time, I've never liked a job more than Dancing with the Stars. It's hanging out with beautiful people and celebrities and it's low stakes, your ballroom dancing. Like, right. you know, it's not even like a competition where it's like, we're crying about losing the most weight or something. No, oh, man. Yeah. It's all about the cha-cha. Can you do it? Ah, <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> Goodbye. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
but yeah, man, it's a lot of fun. It's, and it's super chill. I just got done working. This is a, this is a great kind of full circle thing. So I mentioned I'm from Williamson County in Texas. Mm -hmm. Notorious. I just worked on a show that is basically uh, American Ninja Warrior for dogs. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I can't be more specific than that. Sure. Because it's not out yet. Right. Um, but there were cops from all over the country in this who, who brought their canines okay. to the, to the yeah, show. Makes sense. Uh, and I may have gotten to boss around some Williamson County sheriffs. Oh, that's so amazing. I may, sir, can you step over here, please? <laughs> like to return that, to return that back in their direction a little bit. Uh, to get to give a pointed sir. Uh, it's the pointed sir. That really is it. Please. With some authority behind it. Please catch America's Top Dog on A&E this fall <laughs> so I can do season two and continue to boss around the cops from my hometown. I would mean the world to me. If you take nothing else from this. <laughs> Dancing in the Stars, that's great. You are living the life based on what you just said. That's so. right. I will say, uh, for anyone who's watching this who is a fan of yours, I'd imagine there's a fair number of those. You've done two of my shows yes. uh, that they can go watch if they, if they really like listening to us talk. Um, Robbing the People, which was a political uh, debate show that I did kind of starting around the midterms into March. And uh, had you on, I believe, the first episode back of that? It may have been, yeah. I, that's, that's what I do. I, I start a new show, I call you first. Because I did the <laughs> same thing with At the Elephants. Uh, At the Elephants is a, another podcast that I host that's currently ongoing. It's every week. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you did uh, episode 19 of that, uh, which great conversation. Yeah, we uh, talked all about the, the Myrtle Beach arrest. Have you talked about that, that on this at all? Uh, yeah, it's come up. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. You didn't like, tell it in its full thing? Uh, not as detailed as I did with you. So there's a place to go find that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, social media, at Rob Morris, yo. You can find all of my stuff. Got um, a new website too, right? New design. I do. Looks I good. do. I redid it. Um, I have all of it, it. It's really what it should be in its most simplest way. And yeah. I'm not a big fan of websites because I don't go to people's websites. So when people are like, you should have one, I was like, why? I don't go to anyone else's. Right. But some people do. Yeah. So I made one. And uh, it is a great, if you give a shit about anything I do, it's all there. Right. Every show I work on. I mean, it's got a producing section for all the reality TV stuff I do, project section for my podcasts. And so, yeah, I, I enjoy it, uh, putting that stuff together. And At the Elephants has been great, man. I'm so, I'm having I so really much fucking it. fun doing that show yeah. again. Uh, for anyone watching, uh, we went to the same college, North Carolina School of the Arts. The podcast is centered around alumni, uh, faculty, guest artists of that school. Um, and I never run out of people because no. they, they graduate people every year. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, a fair amount of them move out to L.A. Uh, I'm just actually this morning, which I'm sure this won't line up, but uh, weeks ago when we did this interview, <laughs> friends, uh, I just put out one with uh, our very good friend, uh, Daryl, D.C. Wade. Oh, great. Yeah, his episode dropped today. Uh, one of my favorites we've yeah. ever had. Great. Uh, it's really good. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. That's, that's all I got. That's awesome. That's plenty. Please keep watching Dancing with the Stars so I can do season <laughs> 74. <laughs> Never get tired well, of it. Thanks for coming on again, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me. Definitely. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much to Rob for coming on. I would. Uh, I'm glad that he texted me and said he had a story worthy of of telling. I definitely think that's the case. Again, uh, I'd love to know what you would have done in that situation. So shoot me an email, badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com or comments uh, on YouTube if you watch it or whatever you like to do. I'm curious to hear um, how people would have handled the situation. So thanks again to Rob for coming on. Again, he's on Instagram at Rob Morris Yo. 
on top of all the producing that he does, he's definitely a, a driven self-starter, like I like to think that I am. Uh, he's always putting out different types of shows, new programs, some political, some comedy, a little bit of everything. But he's a great guy, and, and uh, I'm glad to know him. So that's all I've got for this week. So until next Wednesday, keep laughing.